Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Hi, everyone. Good to see you. Oh, sorry. We are not totally scripted on what we're bringing up here. Yeah. Not at all. Well, it's good to see you this morning. I, uh, uh, we keep saying each week, we're so thankful to be able to be in person. And uh, this is such a meaningful thing, uh, something that we don't want to take for granted as we get to gather and just worship the Lord together and hear about uh, the word and, and pray together. Isn't it a great thing? Yeah. And uh, so we're thankful for that. We're also thankful for all of you who are joining us online uh, in that way as well. So we want to start today our second week of uh, talking about uh, our discipleship pathway. Remember last week we started uh, a kind of a two-week discussion at the end of our discipleship pathway. Uh, the last two steps, connecting with, uh, with others, is what we talked about last week where we, we kind of highlighted the importance and the need for us to develop close personal relationships with other people to help us change and transform uh, to, be, uh, to become more like Jesus. And we kind of outlined a little bit about what that looks like. Well, today we want to talk about the fourth step, which is reach others. And how do we understand and are planning for that to work? One of the things that we want to continue to to talk about uh, our discipleship pathway is we wanted to bring some clarity and consistency in a very difficult time about what does it mean to follow Jesus and what does it mean to be a part of Crossview Church. And so that's the outcome of that process is what you see here. And we think that this just highlights the, at the very minimum, the basics of what it means to follow Jesus. And if we do this, if we're involved in, these, in this process, we will see transformation in our lives, in the life of our community, and in other people as we invite them to their own process with Jesus. So that's what we're going to talk about t- today is yep. that fourth step. Uh, so today's going to be really fun and super practical uh, because we are going to talk about something called the BLESS model. Ooh, sounds <laughs> know, exciting. So, sounds exciting. Yeah. And we kind of keep talking about how it, it's fun, it's an acronym, and that's super churchy mm-hmm. and kind of cheesy, and we're fully leaning into that. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, all about the acronyms. Exactly, because yeah. it's very, very helpful for us. It gives us some handles on how we're going to do this. So uh, what I would like to do is just before we get to the practical piece, I want to talk a bit about the why. Why are we doing this way? Why is it important for us to highlight these different steps? And especially why is it important for us to, to reach out to other people uh, using this BLESS model? So Pastor Holly, we want to talk just together a little bit about the heart yeah. of the BLESS model. Um, and it all, it all, hopefully you're hearing that all aspects of our discipleship pathway are incredibly relational. Yes. And so that's yes. part of the heart here with the BLESS model. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, you and I have spent hours and hours talking about this particular part of the discipleship pathway because we've recognized that, um, that this step of reaching others has sometimes been not done well yeah. uh, in the church and has not been about relationship. And we really do believe, looking throughout Scripture, that it's, it really is, that relationship is key yeah. uh, here. And so, um, yeah, I think the, the, the building of deeply meaningful relationships uh, is built into our discipleship pathway. It's really everything that we do is, is drawing people into relationship, yeah. connecting with others in relationship, and then uh, inviting them into relationship yeah. with Jesus as well. And it's not just about that 
that moment of conversion, mm-hmm. right? It's not even our job to... That's right, the uh, Spirit's to, to job. Dr- right, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is uh, is the one who uh, convicts and, and draws people into yeah. uh, what we might call that conversion moment, right? But for us, our role as disciples of Jesus is to share his love and to um, to invite other people into that process. Yeah, that's right. You know, we see in throughout the scripture... Uh, Jesus uses uh, invitational language constantly, yeah. and he does it in the context of relationship. And so that's really, really important. And we just sang songs about what we experience, the freedom that we experience mm-hmm. in Jesus. Is, isn't that amazing? I hope you get excited about that because I do. I am a different person because of the love and the saving grace yes. of Jesus in my life. Yes. Amen? Amen? And we want to see that uh, in other people as well. We yeah. were created for that. We were designed for that. And so hopefully this process is about realizing that in our lives and then inviting other people into their own process with Jesus. Yeah. Relationship uh, is the most effective, is most effective for long-term transformation. Yeah, Doing life with other people is vitally important to share. It, it, we'll talk about it, these, diff- these blessed steps where we can share life, share stories, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Relationships build community and connection, uh, and those are and love can foster in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Invitations happen best in the context of relationship, doing life together over the long term. Right. That's part of the heart behind this last step: is being good friends and inviting other people into this process yeah. through the context of relationship. Relationship also not only does it influence individuals, but think about this: it inv- it influences networks of people based on the, right. the, relationship, the love that they experience. So if you're beginning a relationship with someone and they experience your love for them, God's love for them, then they might say to other people who they're connected with, this person's okay, <laughs> right? You can, you can talk to this person or yeah. that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, you begin to have influence and impact on people and their networks of relationship. It's incredible what can happen if we're all doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And it also means that the people that you are are uh, connecting with and building those relationships with, then they get to go out and build more relationships. Yeah. And that's a ripple effect that, yeah. that we don't even get to see the, the end result of it just continues. Right. So we're using this idea of the BLESS model, which we're going to talk about it, but from the very beginning, uh, our God is a God Mm -hmm. who has in mind that his people will be a blessing to the world. We talk in our second step, serving others, that we want to take loving action on behalf of other people. We want to be a blessing to our community. So all of these things are very connected. But look here in Genesis chapter 12, what it says. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Yeah, wow. So God's very first strategy for reaching the world was to be a blessing through his people. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and this is really great to think about that we can be a blessing to other people and have significant impact on their lives. Yeah. And there's no better model uh, in this way than Jesus himself. Um, his entire life was a blessing to those around him as he invited people into their own relationship with him. We think about stories like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a great example of the blessed model for us today because Jesus does a number of these blessed model things with Zacchaeus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, he he sees Zacchaeus, right? He notices him. He's, there's, there's this, um, 
kind of a, a, a prompt to relationship right away because yeah. Jesus sees him as an individual and then invites him yeah. uh, to share a meal. To share a meal. Now, I kind of love Jesus' strategy here. He's <laughs> like, Zacchaeus, let's have a meal at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you cook. So, so you know, if you want to do that, great. Yeah. Genius insight, Pastor genius. Holly. So good. Yes, I love this. So, uh, so I, I'm happy to follow Jesus' example in that. Mm-hmm. But, but just the way that he uh, saw, identified Zacchaeus' deepest need yeah. in shared relationship mm-hmm. around a table, yeah. really. And if you think about it, Zacchaeus was, I mean, he was a tax collector. Mm-hmm. So hated in, his, in, in that community. Yeah. And then look at what happens after this context of relationship. Jesus shares a meal. He invites him into this kind of change, this transformation and change in life. And then it says this, Jesus responded to Zacchaeus, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. He named Zacchaeus here in a way that Zacchaeus had probably never heard from another person before because he yeah. was so uh, so hated yeah. in his town, in his yes. society. So if you think about it, I mean, this is the magnitude of blessing that Jesus gives to Zacchaeus in this context of relationship. A tax collector, despised by his own people, traitor working for the Roman government, yeah. right, is now called a son of Abraham, yeah. part of the family of God. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And that's, that's part of the heart of what we want to see uh, through the BLESS model and through this reaching out. And we're hoping that this is a, a tangible way for us to begin to think about how do we influence people toward Jesus Christ uh, in ways that are long-lasting and make sense and that mm-hmm. any of us can do. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this together. We're going to talk about real specifically the BLESS model. Uh, we are using... Uh, so we'll talk about each of these things, but if you, there are printouts, if you would like, we're going to be using, uh, we, we made this so that you can kind of some real basic summary stuff. We're using this to talk about. There's some copies available. You can also download it from our website uh, and uh, you can get it that way as well. But these will be helpful in helping us understand what the BLESS model is. So uh, Pastor Holly, mm-hmm. let's talk about the first uh, part of the BLESS model, which yeah. is B. B. B, which stands for begin with prayer. Yes. And it says this, if you're not sure who God is calling you to bless or where God is calling you uh, to go be a blessing, you can begin with prayer. And if you know the people you want to bless, begin praying for those people now. Yeah, I think this is significant because sometimes we feel like we don't have anything to give, mm-hmm. right? And we feel like maybe it, it's, you know, how could I bless someone in where I am in my life right now? And uh, so this beginning with prayer is a very um, uh, open-hearted and open-handed way of doing yeah. this, right? It's trusting that God will will bring people to your heart and mind to uh, for, for you to begin building those relationships with them. And he's faithful to do he that. Is I, faithful. I, there's never been a time when... Uh, when I've asked God for, uh, you know, Lord, please help me to be a blessing to others. Lord, tell me who needs, yeah. show me who needs uh, your blessing today. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be faithful to answer that. That's just uh, for yeah. sure. So yeah. it's a great way to start. It's a great way to start, to let the Lord lead. And maybe the Lord is already, you know, we believe that the Lord works uh, with his, by his spirit to, uh, before we even believe, before people even believe, drawing them to himself uh, and so we can pray in this way, God, who do you have for me 
uh, to, to connect with. And, and maybe it's really clear. Maybe you already have some names in mind. Maybe it's family or coworkers or neighbors. My wife and I have had a great time beginning to get to know our neighbors. Mm. Uh, we know several of them now, uh, especially since we got our puppy. We got a puppy, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, probably everybody knows because we talk about it all the time. But Did you get a puppy? We got a puppy. Oh, wow. Super cute. You should... You want to know Jesus? Come see my puppy. No. <laughs> this is a great... We don't need this. We don't need this. Go get a dog. Yeah, go get a dog. Yeah, the blessed great. model. Go get a dog. Yeah. That's right. We need a well, new acronym. So, but the fun thing is that um, we've, <laughs> we're out with the dog in the yard and people just stop, right? Yeah. And so especially our neighbors, we have a neighbor who also got a, recently got a dog. And so that's a great way to start to connect. So those people are on our heart and our mind and we just begin to pray. God, how can you help us begin to develop this relationship? Can mm-hmm. you give us opportunities to have this conversation? Can you do this or that? Can you give me ideas that I, I'm not even thinking about in terms mm-hmm. of connecting? Uh, and it's really great. You know, we, we talk about begin with prayer, but also your own unique area of passion. We've said that yes. uh, uh, a lot when we're talking about the BLESS model. Each of you has a unique area of relational networks that nobody else has. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, if you can identify that network of people that is just yours, uniquely yours, I guarantee you that God will show you some of the people from that network uh, that, that you can begin to influence um, or pray for and ask God to soften hearts and minds. So step one for connecting people to Jesus is prayer. Yeah. Powerful. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. And I would say it's also part of step two and three and four and five. Yeah, like prayer doesn't absolutely. just end after step one, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So begin with prayer. We, that's one that we can all do. And then listen and look for the Lord to, uh, to show us what's next from that. Yeah. The second one, yeah. listen with care. Any relationship starts with listening to someone's words and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, true listening may be the kindest, most loving gift you can give to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, this is this is so so important. I mean, I, I, again, you just cannot uh, overstate the importance of, uh, of of listening to one another, to hearing somebody's story, to uh, yeah. to to just this is getting to know somebody really yep. and giving them a safe place to uh, to tell their story in a trusting relationship. It's probably not going to start. You're not going to you know go meet your neighbor next door and hear their life story right. in great detail. But um, oh, maybe you will. I don't know. But just if you to have a puppy, it's if you have a puppy, yeah. you'll hear about every dog they've ever had yeah. in their life, right? Exactly. But um, but just to offer that that space to hold that space for them to uh, to share and to know that you are a safe person and mm-hmm. that you will um, that that you'll that you'll listen yeah. really. Right. But it has to start, I think, with um, with a connection where they see that you are that yeah, safe person, right. right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. You know, we, we, in this step, we talk about active listening, that is listening to really hear someone. Yeah. I don't know about you, but oftentimes we, we listen so that we know how we want to respond or we listen yeah. so that we can fix, those kinds of things. We do that in relationship. You, we cannot do that here. This is about listening to really hear someone. It's called active listening. Right. Uh, and, and by listening, you give someone uh, just such a 
gift of love, especially coming out of a very difficult time, are the pandemic, yes. uh, where so many people have been so isolated and people just need to be heard and yeah. they need to be able to share what they're going through. They need to be able to share their story. And so this is that second step where you begin that relationship and in doing so, you just begin to listen uh, to someone's life experience. Yeah. And, and in, that, in that, as you mentioned, coming out of the pandemic, I feel like in this last year in particular, we've seen, um, you know, people with, with so many different opinions and, and differences and so forth that it can feel really risky yeah. to share anything with anybody because yeah. it feels like, you know, maybe they don't agree. Maybe I'm going to be attacked. Maybe, you know, all these different things. So just to hear, just yeah. to listen to their, their hearts and their experience is just so, so important. I love these... Um, yeah. Uh, very practical ways, this is in the handout, of ways to listen, um, it, of course, while together. Of course, we listen to each other when we're face-to-face, -face, when we're standing in the same room together or across the, the yard from one another. But uh, also phone calls, email, social media. Oh, my goodness, to have someone who actually listens on social media <laughs> yeah. instead of... Uh, responding in uh, to to advise or responding to offer a different opinion amazing uh, texting these are these are we have a a, a lot of ways of communicating yeah. these days yes we do it's great Jesus often listened to people and asked questions and got to the heart of a person by doing that yeah. so the second step is to listen with care the third step is eating together. This is my favorite. This is such a great yeah. one, isn't it? I mean, who, who knew? This is such, a, and this is such an important one. Yes. Jesus likes yeah. to eat over and over, as in Matthew 9, we find Jesus with tax collectors and sinners doing what? Eating. Mm -hmm. uh, there is something about sharing a meal together that moves any relationship past acquaintance toward friendship yeah. faster than just about anything else we can do. Uh, this is such an important one as well because there's nothing like being able to invite someone into your home uh, and, the, and the way that that just opens up a, a relationship, yes. right? Yes. That's such an important thing. And again, we mentioned Zacchaeus. Uh, Zacchaeus is a great example of that, but we see Jesus doing this all over the place mm -hmm. in the New Testament, eating with people and having conversations that change hearts and minds, that change lives. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite stories of Jesus is where he makes breakfast for his friends, yeah. right? On the beach, he yeah. cooks up some fish over the fire, and I just love that image of Jesus as just so invitational, and, and I mean, eating is just something we all have in common, right? Like, this is a universal... Uh, reality we all eat yes so it's a great bridge yeah yeah and some of you probably do this really well some of you are probably tracking with us and you're like yeah this we got this one I know that that's good but yes. this is such an important aspect um, and this whole process maybe you're, you're finding out like maybe some of you do this process just naturally mm -hmm. but if we think about these things and we and we intentionally do these things what what we're learning is how to be good friends yeah. right right uh, Jesus was called a friend of sinners, right? And, and, but the funny thing about when Jesus was called a friend of sinners, that was supposed to be derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus is like, nope, actually that's a good thing. Uh, we want to be good at building relationships uh, so that we can do these next couple of things here as well. But this is part of it. This eating together one is just a really key, 
key piece. There is a way I feel like even though even though we all know how to eat, right? And we all know that everybody else eats. I think sometimes we can get hung up on on inviting people into our homes or lives because we have this sense of what hospitality should be. And I think we need to really be clear that there's a huge difference between hospitality yeah. and formal entertaining. That this is not a yes. time where, uh, you know, to invite people into your lives where you are able to listen to them and hear their story and, and then allow them to hear yours, which we'll talk about here in a minute. This needs to be a welcoming time. So I would say, um, I would just encourage you, and I'm preaching to myself here, I know my kids are going to start laughing at me back in the sound booth, that the state of your house, your uh, uh, culinary abilities, this has nothing to do with it. Right. Order a pizza, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. right? And, 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 and gather around the kitchen table, and if you're like me, you know, sweep your piles of stuff off the kitchen table to invite people <laughs> around and uh, and just open. I think that's really freeing when people yeah. can walk in and know that you're inviting them into your real life. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, it's, it's about uh, doing life together in yeah. a way that, sh- that shows someone you deeply love them and you care about their situation and you care about what they're going through yeah. um, and that you're willing to walk together in that. That's a significant aspect of what this is. is yes. It shows that to people. So the next, the first S in the BLESS model uh, stands for serve with love. Now this connects really significantly to our second discipleship step pathway. But this is Jesus told us the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve. We find that in Matthew chapter 20. He modeled for us uh, that once you begin with prayer, listen and eat with someone, there is a good chance that you'll discover how you can best serve the person that God is asking you to bless. This is such a, a significant uh, uh, thing for us to do because once you've built that relationship and once they understand, that, that person understands that you deeply care for them, uh, you get these significant opportunities to do something because you love them uh, that will be just incredibly formative and potentially transformative for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're right, it does tie into our, our second step of serving others. But it, this even, this takes it a, a, a step further and becomes very personal, I think, because when yeah. we're serving in the context of friendship, um, that's just, that that's meeting a very personal yeah. uh, need rather than maybe uh, a, a, a larger group, more uh, anonymous type of need. Although that certainly uh, is a great way to build relationship as well. But I love how when you get to know someone, um, you you find unique ways where you can yeah. meet needs that maybe you didn't know existed or that maybe you're uniquely equipped for. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which often happens in friendship because you've already developed some some commonality and, and have heard the story. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and that's... Um, yeah, that's so helpful. I think also just knowing that serving others, um, you know, I hear people say sometimes or or express sometimes that they don't know how, that perhaps, again, they might feel like, I don't have anything to offer. Yeah. Um, and serving others could involve praying for them, asking yes. them if you can pray for them uh, is, is so encouraging. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting and keeping someone company. Yeah. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to sit with a person in, in pain or a person who is waiting or um, that's tremendous. Yeah. And so many of you have, uh, have, have, are, are very gifted at this, are very skilled at this, at, at just sitting and being and offering your presence. That's a way of serving as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to brag on my wife here a little bit. She's amazing at this. Yes. Uh, and 
uh, she's been developing a relationship with someone and, you know, this person has been able to come over uh, and sit in our carport together and Christina has listened to the struggles that they've had and, mm-hmm. and uh, has just offered just this such warmth and love of friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was able to bring this person, a single mom, some flowers and food on Mother's Day, not mm-hmm. expecting that at all. Yeah. Um, but that is a great example of this type of relationship being built where my wife seriously and deeply loves this person and wants to do something. And what, what's happening is that Christina is developing uh, you know, those uh, opportunities for this person to ask, why are you like this, <laughs> right? Uh, and then uh, it's, it's, you know, it's significant because then my wife can share about the love of Jesus. And what we're finding is as we build relationships with people, we can begin to invite them to things and they're not afraid of it. I mean, we've been inviting some of our neighbors to the young adult lunch that we're going to have yeah. uh, in, a, in a next Sunday. Next right? Sunday, next yeah. Sunday. And they're like, that sounds awesome. And you know why they say that sounds awesome? Because we've been building this relationship where we're trusted and they're heard. Yeah. Uh, and they know that we love them. Yeah. And so it, it reduces the kind of fear. Uh, and especially when you have this kind of thing where, where you can serve each other in love. It, it is incredible yeah. what can happen. So, yeah, yay, my wife. She's back there. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's kind of hiding yeah, back there now. Yeah, she's probably not well going to like that. Nope, but you'll I hear have the microphone, so. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think that I love how you said that. You're absolutely right, Christina. Just amazing if you haven't had a chance to meet her yet. She's right back there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I love how you said that she's offering opportunity or building opportunity for this person to ask, why are you like this? Yeah. I think this is really key because we can hear this in two different ways, right? So let's pay attention to how people are asking us, why are you like this? Because if they're saying it in the way that, you know, Christina is nurturing right now, wow, this is amazing. What yeah. The way you're serving, the way you're listening, why are you like this? What's your motivation? If you're hearing... <laughs> why are you like this? Then there's something probably needs to change. Yeah. yeah, let's examine and then we go back and ask God to search our hearts and so forth. But uh, but to have that opportunity to share, what's yeah. your motivation? Yeah. What what makes you do this? Yes. Uh, is really important. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And it leads us to this last one, which is to share your story. When you've befriended and blessed people, they feel relationally safe and want to know your story. Yeah. Then you can tell them how the love of, of God and Jesus... Uh, and Jesus' life, death, and resurrection have changed you, you can invite them to their own process mm-hmm. with Jesus. And that's the, that's the, 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 the I mean, the heart of, of this, that's who we are. We do all of these things, but we do all of these things in the deep love that we have for other people that we've received from God. Yes. In just a moment, we're going to take communion together, and I love the scripture that we're going to read because Paul writes at the beginning of it, I pass on to you what I have received, yeah. right? And so that's what we want to do is to be able to have opportunities to pass on to other people what we have received from the love, the grace, and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so this is, we're trying to put some handles on a process that can help us do that right. in ways that make sense for us in our culture and context today. And so we want to be able to share our story to be able to have opportunities within the context of authentic relationship to say, you know what, you're struggling with that. You know what happened? You know what helped me when I, did, when I faced something similar? I prayed. Mm-hmm. Can I pray for you? <laughs> you know, you just have these kind of opportunities. And I bet that they'll, they'll say, yeah, you can pray for me. Yeah. Or you might have an opportunity to say, you know what, 
um, here's a resource that might really help what you're facing right now. And you can direct them to one of the resources that we have as a church or something else that helps them point the way to Jesus. What we're doing is in the context of this relationship, we begin to share how Jesus has changed us. And we're inviting people, wherever it makes sense, into their own process with Jesus. Right. But we don't leave them there. We walk through life together. That's why we build this deep relationship. Yes. This is such a beautiful process. And it works. It does. This is the invitation piece. This yeah. is inviting people into their own discipleship process, their mm-hmm. own pathway with Jesus. Yeah. And yeah, I love how you said that. This is that we continue to walk with them because really we're, this is a, a journey we're, we're all on, yep. right? We were talking about this earlier this week that, that this, this journey of discipleship it doesn't even it doesn't necessarily begin the moment that you put your trust in Jesus, right? It's it's before that, and this I think is something that uh, really ties in with our heritage as mm-hmm. as free Methodists. This is a free Methodist church. The free Methodists are part of a Wesleyan tradition, meaning we we understand Scripture from this particular point of view, and we can uh, share more with you about that if you're interested in. Like I just said words that you're probably like, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> We're happy to share more with you. But, um, but through this lens, we see um, discipleship as this journey of grace that meets us, God's grace that meets us all along the way in different ways, depending on where we are on that journey. And that's what we see here too, yeah. is that God's grace is drawing, uh, drawing us in, drawing our loved ones in, drawing the people that we have relationship with into a journey with him, into a discipleship path- yeah. pathway. And this could begin before they even know who Jesus is, mm-hmm. because God's grace is that loving and that yeah. merciful that he would begin drawing people in even before they know him. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's really crucial to yeah. to getting to know him. So this is our part in this. We get yeah. to invite people in to relationship with Jesus uh, by the by our own relationships with them. Yeah. It's a tremendous privilege yeah. to be able to join God in that work. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And so you know, this it's and as God is drawing and as we get those opportunities to share, we get to share about the love and the grace, the forgiveness and salvation yeah. that we receive through Jesus Christ. And we maybe we get to invite them even into our own church family and, and journey together uh, with, with new people on this incredible uh, experience of what it means to follow Jesus. This is awesome stuff. And so, you know, we're really excited about that. So the, the question that we want to ask uh, is, um, you know, or, or the kind of example that we want to just to encourage is to use this as a way to shape your thinking and your life in terms of beginning to reach out to people around you. Maybe you could ask yourself this question every day or every week. Who have I blessed this week? Mm-hmm. Where, who's in that process for me? And just intentionally take these steps. Begin with prayer. Uh, listen with care. Um, eat together, serve one another, and share your story. If you can just think, how, who is in that process for me, and how is God shaping that person? Man, what an incredible, and if we're all doing that, we're gonna have significant impact in our community and where we live for the, for the Lord Jesus. Is that something that you wanna be a part of? It's certainly something that I wanna be a part of. And so this is the way, this is the process, some handles that'll help us do that. Yeah. 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 So. And then the awesome part here is along the way, guaranteed, you will make friends. Yeah, yeah. This is, you're you're going to build friendships yeah, this way. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So we want to just encourage you to dive more into, into this. Uh, if you'd like, we've got more. You can see these resources on our Discipleship Pathway, what, the site on our, pay, on our webpage. You can see our, our previous sermons and our table discussions about that. That's all there on the website. If you're interested and want to talk more specifically about how you might do this in your own context, we'd love to, to chat with you about yeah. that. But let's get creative and let's begin this process. Maybe you're already doing it, but let's begin this process of inviting people to Jesus in these really cool ways. Yeah. Worship team, would you?